This episode of Mummy Republic is brought to you by Visionary Hair Australia, certified organic hair care. The only way I can describe it was unstoppable. I couldn't ignore it. He's like, babe, you've got straight written all over you. Realising, hang on, I think I had a crush, but I didn't know I was allowed to or what that was. Like you're a mum and I think that puts extra pressure on your sexuality. It's like an appreciation is different than whether you could actually be sexual with them, yeah? You can't choose who you love. Some people that I see will just hold it in. They will squish that part of themselves down. You've quickly realised your life is different to before. Long gone are the days of silence and a strong pelvic floor. Modern motherhood isn't as glamorous as they portray. But trying as it is, we wouldn't have it any other way. Let's remove the stigma, talk candidly and have some fun. The more you listen, the more you'll realise you're not the only one. Right here, I promise, is where you'll find a safe space. So if you're looking for some mum life balance, you've come to the right place. So pop in your headphones while you're doing a chore or pop a bottle while you listen in to new friends you'll adore. The struggles, the highlights, a little deep, a little funny. Welcome to Mummy Republic, where you'll find the me before mummy. If we're being honest, I think we've all thought about it. Come on, I bet you have at least once. Maybe you've dabbled in it a bit when you were younger. Even Katy Perry said she kissed a girl and liked it. It's now a more open topic of conversation and slowly but surely the stigma is reducing, which is fantastic and incredibly needed. But when you've been conditioned from a young age that the normal way of life is to be, in adverted commas, straight, how do you know if you're actually not? No, but really, how do you know? Especially if you're already married. Perhaps you have kids. Is it really too late to explore? Hmm, let's find out. Before we get into today's juicy topic of conversation, I want to give a shout out to today's sponsor, Visionary Hair Australia, a certified organic range of hair care products that are Australian made with native Australian ingredients that are sourced through indigenous farms. Not only are these fabulous products paraben, sodium and sulfate free, they're also vegan and cruelty free, meaning they tick all the boxes. From someone who doesn't offer recommendations lightly, I have certainly been impressed with this range of hair care, particularly the styling products. Use the code DANNY15 at checkout for a sneaky discount and make the switch today. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode. I have a goodie for you today. Now, this is a very hot topic. Every time I speak about this on Instagram, I get all the DMs, I get all the sneaky messages and the questions of people wanting to know more about this topic. I have the beautiful Naomi Hutchings joining me today. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me on here again. Yes. If you have not heard the original episode with Naomi, you should go back and take a listen because it's definitely worth it. We talk about about sex um, in relationships and then talking about sex with our kids. Mm. But today we're going to talk about a topic that is, I guess, quite personal for you in many reasons, because Mm -hmm. obviously being um, a sexologist, you get to explore this with your clients, but then personally, you've been down this track as well. And what we're talking about is exploring your sexuality and maybe finding out later in life that you um, have a different preference in sex. (laughs) How often do you hear this? How often do I hear it? A lot, a lot. And that's with with clients but also even in my personal space. And, yeah, as you said, on Instagram, I have a little Instagram page and people do that all the time in my DMs as well. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I bet they cool. do. I can I can only imagine what your DMs would look like, and I'm going to put your your um, Instagram in there in the show notes because yeah. if you don't already follow Naomi, you have to. It's absolutely hilarious. She's the bomb. Um, now <laughs> I've you. had this personal experience um, mm-hmm. with friends of mine. So obviously yep. not myself, but I've mm-hmm. got a very close girlfriend of mine who was always in inverted commas straight. Yep, and. Um, then later in life realised or she met one of our other friends who was a lesbian and discovered, ah, oh, hang on a minute, I, <laughs> I've i fallen in love with this person. Yes. And for her it wasn't even, oh, you know, I'm, I think I'm bi, um, I just have feelings for this person. It was like, oh, no, hang on, I this is this is actually always what I've wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How does that, how do you even <laughs> go through that? Because you've gone through it personally. Mm-hmm. What, what, what flicks that switch? Look, everyone will tell you a different story and you certainly do hear people who say they always felt, um, you know, you know, some people, and again, whatever label you use, but whether you're gay, you know, you use queer, gay, bi, whatever, some people say they always knew, right? They, they mm. just say that. That's a, that's a very common story too. But then, yes, you get people who were almost like just say it was just out of the blue almost that that they just fell for someone and then it opened up all these other um, thoughts and um, I suppose when I say opportunity I just mean it, they're, they're seeing things differently because I suppose there's also this assumption that most people around you are straight and mm. when you start sort of putting yourself in a different space then you you know you might kind of think oh hang on a second but even for myself so I personally didn't come out um, until I was 28 and and I kind of feel like when I look back I go oh that's what that was but I didn't have heaps of the I just knew stuff that some people talk to me about mm-hmm. so for a lot of people it seemed like a big shock in fact yeah. my auntie thought it was a phase like she I remember her saying that to my mum oh this is probably one of those phases you know <laughs> she's like that yeah, it's a long one. <laughs> like, like it was you taking up knitting. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, but it, and it was like a, um, it's funny, like I suppose my experience was that I did see someone, so maybe like your friend, I actually was around people. I think I'd gone to uni later. Uh, because, well, back in the day, I had an unplanned pregnancy when I was 16, had a baby at 17. And so back then you couldn't really, your options to get into uni if you left school weren't great, but they had this thing called mature age test. And I did that at 21 because that was mature age. Of course. So I, yeah. And I went to uni and I was sort of doing a lot of different studies and there were obviously, I was realising people weren't straight around me because I'd gone to a Catholic girls, oh. well, Catholic school with a lot of, you know, Catholic girls and stuff who said lesbians weren't great. Um, anyway, so I think there was these things that I was noticing, but it was just later when I met a person, it just like I had one of those look across the room kind of things. That and moment, you, yeah. As somebody who thought that she was straight, and obviously mm. this is your personal experience, but how do you go from okay, well that was a connection, but hang on a minute, I don't, I'm not normally attracted to women. I can appreciate women, but how did you know that it was, it was definitely a sexual or a a connection? I think, you know, just before that, because perhaps I was, I started hanging around a lot of people who were not, there were a few people in my life who definitely weren't straight. And so I was watching that and I had a lot of very stereotypical views of what I thought someone who was a lesbian or gay or, or whatever. So I had views. And so I'm sure I was passing queer people all the every day without even realizing it right Mm. and um but I think it was just yeah I literally and again me being a sexologist I'm talking to people about 
all sorts of things. And some people totally don't believe in that feeling of having a love at first sight thing. But I did. Like I, yeah. if I look back at that, I had this experience where I literally looked across the, the, the room at each other and that kind of thing. And that person was in a, a relationship and so was I. So it was all a big thing. But it was just like the only way I can describe it was unstoppable. I couldn't ignore it. Mm. Oh, you just gave me goosebumps. I <laughs> like what, what a magical thing to experience. It was, and, yeah. And isn't it wild to think that perhaps if you hadn't met that person, like would you have even uncovered this? You know? I know. I wonder that and I think I probably would have got there in the end in other ways. Mm. But it was just, and it was just a great person. I spent 10 years with that person and then went off exploring, which is a whole probably a whole another story of what I think is exploring my missed lesbian adolescence but I think I was with a great person and able to sort of do do that but I definitely feel like it was like it was I couldn't ignore it but I was also at the very same time internally and probably a little externally going what that actual f is going on like (laughs) what and and I had been very much focused on being a mum and at that point my daughter was about eight or nine funnily enough she said to me She'd met that person who has then gone on to be her stepmom, who still is, even though we're separated, they still have a lovely relationship. But um, she said to me at about eight or nine, she said, Mum, that girl and you, uh, her name is Emma, and she said, she makes you really happy. You should should ask her on a date. And she was like eight or nine. Isn't that that wild that kids (laughs) kids have no... um, they're not socially restricted yet no. at that age. So they yeah. do, if that just makes sense, right? Like uh-huh. she makes you happy, go mm-hmm. on a date together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you said that you and Emma were both in relationships, were mm. were they in straight relationships? She wasn't. Emma was certainly out. I think actually funnily enough, I swear she was also, I think she came out at nine. She's a much more, if I'm going to say, stereotypical lesbian life, although yeah. we always yeah. giggled because her darling mother when she came out, she we used to giggle about it because her mum, someone gave her mum flowers, like as if someone had died. Oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we used to giggle about it. Um, but but yeah, um, yeah, she wasn't. Um, she was with a woman and ended up because um, she was working on cruise ships over in another, like in the Bahamas on one of those Disney cruise ships. So she ended up ending that relationship. But we'd had this massive gap, which worked really well. So we were apart for five months while I got my head around what the hell was going on, and we were super old school, like writing love letters and I had never experienced anything like that so I thought I had been in love if that's kind of thing and I'm sure I had those experiences and I'd even and a lot of people don't understand this I had even had sex with men that I liked so I'm not someone who you know there's definitely people who go ooh, ooh. um I mean I look back and go really I did that yeah Um, I didn't know there was any other option but I definitely wouldn't say it was all icky, right? But yeah. this just like took it to an, a ne- the next level. It was like emotionally or the other way I can only describe it, it was it felt like, oh, I'm home. That That yeah. is really what it felt like, which then caused me to look back at what I thought were just crushes or really me wanting to be close to people and realising, hang on, I think I had a crush but I didn't know I was allowed to or what that yeah. was. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think it's really hard for women too because um, you know, like I'm a very, I'm a very affectionate, emotive yeah. person. Like I mm-hmm. love my girlfriend so much and yeah. I'm a hugger and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm very touchy and affectionate. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes you, yeah, maybe you don't understand whether mm-hmm. it's just that friendship love or whether yeah. it's something else. And do you feel that that's 
like do a lot of women struggle with that? I do. I mean, if you think there's a word that they talk about, it's actually, it was, um, I think it was coined by a woman like in the 80s who's like a poet, lesbian, uh, American poet, a feminist lesbian called Adrienne Rich, and she said, called, she wrote this big essay, but it was about compulsory heterosexuality. And and back then, as I understand it, what she was saying was, she was also talking about it, the fact that we live in a patriarchal society. If anybody had a relationship, well, a woman had feelings or anything that um, wasn't for another man, it was like outside of the norm right so it was almost that there was no place for that and so she sort of talked about it like that saying it gets reinforced right in every way by society by the law by the media now you know all of family the language that we used um and and of course then reinforced with violence discrimination depending on where you live and so we've sort of still looked back and maybe people have sort of really looked at that word and pulled it apart even more they just they say comp het as short but basically it means that even those things that you just said those feelings of uh you know feeling really close and wanting to be close to women that sometimes we don't because we're expected to do that we almost just block it off mm. like we would just go well that doesn't happen so we won't so until yeah. sometimes people watch that and that's why obviously seeing diversity and and instead of just having I suppose again back then the media that you saw it was very stereotypical people or anyone who was gay and often the gay character would get killed off or something like that so you never really you never really saw the diversity and I think because they all play a part and so it's yeah. when you look back and if you knew that that space was available, I suppose my daughter ended up coming out as well. And, and you know, someone said to me, that's because you are. But I think also, well, no, I can't. She's gonna, I said for a little while I was straight, but also you can't catch that. But I think what it does is open. Well, she still went through internalised homophobia, even though she was raised by two women for many years, right? Yeah. But I think we brush off some of that stuff. But, of course, in the end, nobody can make you want, you know, be sexually, whoever you're sexually attracted to, that's who you are. I think sometimes we just brush off, I don't know, the intense feeling sometimes you might get with someone that could potentially be something else, but because you think, no, I should only be. Or the only people who were asking me out were men. I had men asking me out all the time, so that's what I thought I needed to do. No, but no women were asking me out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I think you're right. I think sometimes we tell ourselves stories and that's, I guess, with anything mental health wise, we then seek for validation with those stories. Yes. So like, no, I'm straight and I, yes. I hate men and yeah. I, I, I'm not allowed mm. to feel like that. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely, which, which can be so confusing. Uh, yeah. And definitely, definitely confusing, especially if you're someone who kind of, you know, I was really out there. And as I said, I had queer friends I started to get more more diversity in my friendship circles but I kind of still thought no you know but then when that happened it was almost like a light bulb went off because Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden it was like whoa I'd spent all my adolescent years just having boys flirt with me or do ask me on dates and me doing that traditional stuff back but I never got the opportunity to know what that felt like with um, young women when I was younger mm. and yeah and 28 I don't know I feel like a lot of people do things at 28 my my partner who's South African and you know had like traditional sort of white Afrikaans kind of um, views there she came out at 28 too she's a lot younger than me about nearly a decade younger I know nine years younger than me but you know I hear that like that yeah. older it's very common 28 people telling me that at, you know any age really I've had 60 60 70 year old people but that's not uncommon in the late twenties because it's a big, big time in your life. Your twenties, isn't it? From oh, the early yeah. to the late, yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think there's such a massive shift in your growth from yes. like mid twenties to thirty. Yes, yes, yes. They're like yes. That's huge, and then by the time you get to thirty, you kind of have a bit more of an understanding of who you yeah. are, and I guess yes. that's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Now, you were with Emma for such a long period of time. Mm-hmm. When that relationship ended, how did you distinguish to go? Okay no, I am actually a lesbian or know whether she was just the exception. Yeah, no, I think I did that in there and that's why I en- I think I ended it. So, we, you know, she was, you know, we had a had a wonderful relationship and I was the one who ended that and un- unfortunately, you know, like I when I left we didn't stay as close as I would have liked us to but um, she was super supportive of me knowing that I needed to do that. She kind of understood, I think, that she had been able to have that opportunity of... Um, being younger and going through that and dating girls and going through all that stuff. And I think my curiosity just kept going. It was like me being in the area of work that I was, I was trying to work on different things, but not wanting to, I didn't feel like an open relationship would be something that um, felt right for me. But yeah, I knew, I just knew I was kind of like, wait, okay, no, I, I just knew I, I wasn't straight. Like I, after I had these weird feelings, I think I do, I tell people I do just have distinct memories of laying there going oh so this means I can't get married even though I didn't necessarily think marriage was great right but the fact that I couldn't made me feel really shitty and I remember Mm. crying on the bed just going what does that mean all right so that's out the window even if I did want that and then I was like wait am I a lesbian Ooh, and I just had these weird feelings (laughs) yeah so I had because I'd grown up Honestly, what was the word they used? I'm sorry for anyone listening, but I feel like the word we used to say, because I'm nearly 47, l- lemons. It was a derogatory term. Like it was, I don't even know why. We said, anyway, but that's all I knew. I, I only had one like negative, like I didn't feel like I had, had grown up really with anyone around me either mm. watching any of that. So, but I already knew. So I knew, okay, it's almost like for me, and again, this is just me, I was like, there's no way I will ever ever date a man again no way like I just not I was like no I can't go back like thanks, it's like no some, thanks. yeah and I you know and as I said I, I dated some lovely people and had relationships yeah. I was with a beautiful man before and I had to break up with him to tell him I was a lesbian yeah when I met Emma so you know but I I was like no so I had done that while I was with her we were together for more than a decade and so then, and then the last couple of years, we're talking about how we we're going to work out. And in the end, I, I left so I could go just <laughs> date people, be sexual with other people and do all that. Mm. Um, yeah, so I knew. So I didn't have to have that. But I do. I will say I've had clients um, particularly who are, geez, they've been in relationships with like, so I'll give you like an example that they, they're with a woman. The woman identifies as a lesbian or um a, a buy or something and they identify straight all the way through the relationship interesting <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> which can sometimes make the person dating them a bit uncomfortable but a lot of people are okay they sort of understand that labels are just labels they're helpful yeah. I really liked it in the end I got through that I had to do a lot of internal work and I'm really okay with that word and I know that lesbian for a lot of people where it has a, had such a negative connotation, I'm almost just like, I'm, a, I'm I'm proud. So I kind of move in and out of using the term lesbian, gay, queer. I like queer because it's just anything that's not straight, I suppose. But And and queer was a slur, so I kind of like that we're sort of taking that back. But, yeah, for some people, <laughs> dating someone who identifies as straight is, 
is interesting, but they just, you know, people got to, you got to do what you got to do, what, what fits for you, right? Oh, um, totally. But yeah. I do, I will say, I've had people say to me, I only love her. I will, if we end, I will date men again. Yeah. And I think like that's, that's, I think what, <laughs> again, we, tr- we try and pigeonhole things yes, and we try yes. and go, well, are you a lesbian now? Or are you uh-huh, not? Whereas uh-huh, sometimes uh-huh. it's not that simple. Absolutely. And it's you say about the straight thing, because I, I remember I went to the beat with. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, been in, like, I've only been in Brizzy for four years and I did, I did go to that place. I know it. <laughs> Vodka Red Bulls are the vibe. <laughs> quietly. And I, I went with my male gay friends. And this was uh-huh. this was pre-Dan mm-hmm. when I was having this conversation. But I remember saying to one of my male friends, and, and look, I, I would say that I identify as straight. I think I definitely have an appreciation for beautiful women. Yeah. But I, like I don't think I'm bi. Yes, yeah, like an appreciation is different than whether you could actually be sexual with them, yeah? Yeah. A yeah. thousand percent, yeah. yeah. And so, mm-hmm. but but I have beautiful gay and queer friends and, and I'm totally embracing of that. But I remember s- distinctly saying, like, I was almost insulted because I'm at the beat and I'm like, why am I not getting hit on? <laughs> you must why be getting a stray for home Like, what's what? I look cute tonight. What is going on? And my gay friend said to me, he's like, babe, you've got straight written all over you. Everything <laughs> in your nose. And I yeah. was like, I could, I could be. Yeah a lesbian if I wanted to but yeah Yeah. and you could and and that's funny and that could be a whole conversation we could have in the corner of I I would like people read me that's what how read me is straight to oh pretty much the people who I feel like the only way I get read as a gay woman if I'm out is if my partner's there because I tend to date very more androgynous traditional what some people say butch whatever so I get read off them if they're touching me or holding my hand that's it otherwise if I'm out everybody thinks I'm a straight lady many of my clients if I don't happen to say something about being gay they just assume I'm straight yeah and I see mostly straight people majority of my clients are just straight couples mostly you know or straight women so yeah people always assume that so we talk about that we call that femme erasure that's another whole thing but where they believe that lesbians only exist if they look up a particular way like the the, the beautiful butch people yeah (laughs) yeah and it it is it's that that whole pigeonholing totally totally yeah and I think though what it's interesting um when I did sort of I I threw open a um a question box on my Instagram about Uh, like secrets tell me your uh, secrets and it's uh, always so much I I saw that yeah come up with the most random weird shit and mm, I love mm, that mm, for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but one lady said I I'm married I'm happily married but I keep thinking about women yeah and I'm curious as to whether you've seen this from a professional perspective because yes. you weren't you weren't actually married at the time when you no. started you were in a relationship no but it was in a long-term relationship yep but if you're you're married and and you would have had this element because you are like you're a mum and you, I yep. think that puts yep. extra pressure on your it sexuality. Does. Yeah, yeah. How do you even start to explore what the hell that means? <sighs> Look, I actually that? see this a lot, like in committed relationships. And do you know some people that I see will just hold it in? They will squish mm. that part of themselves down. There are other people who will start talking about it and tell their partner. And say, I think I'm, maybe they might use the word bi, and again, everybody can use whatever language they want. But just for example, say they, they say, I'm bi. So, so sometimes I work with people. So if perhaps being in an open relationship or some space there, some kind of form of monogamish, where they've got a, there's no opportunity for them to explore that physically in this, with, with another human, 
what a lot of people, I, I spend time with them just kind of saying, well, let's honour that part of you. So I'll talk about, so to the point where some of them will just do something as uh, like putting a bisexual flag in their Instagram or they'll just start saying it. I'm actually realise I'm bi, but I'm monogamous in this with this person and I don't want to do anything else, but I'm actually not straight. So it's it's just this thing of working through that. Some people, but of course, not a lot of, not everybody has that space too, so they'll hide it. Yeah. Um, sometimes that could be they will watch porn or, um, you know, just masturbate porn, even if they don't do that with a partner, solo masturbation, where they get to experience that a little bit, but they don't go outside of their relationship for whatever reason it is that they don't want to do that. Mm. But others will be, it's too much. They're like, I actually can't, this is too much. I need to go and physically see what this means for me. So yeah, yeah. We sp- I spend a lot of time with people regardless of their gender doing that. And again, some of them have held it in and I see them and they're 60, 70, you know, and God. it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm. and isn't that sad though, that for such a, yeah. a massive chunk of your life, you haven't mm-hmm. felt the ability to explore that. That's- yeah. Absolutely. I think I think we we are doing a really good job, and we've still got a lot of work to do around it. But mm-hmm. for our children to yes. open up the safety oh, of doing that—that's right. It's so lovely that I think I I feel like I don't know. I said to something the other day, "Am I an elder? Like, am I an elder game? Because I'm heading towards <laughs> oh, we're nearly forty-seven. But when I came out, it wasn't even as bad as it was for other people. But it was still nowhere near as like. All, yeah. you know, accepted it as it is in some spaces. Now, again, we've still got a long way to go, but we're so much better and young people are just, you know, pushing back at all of that stuff, which I love. Um, so I think, oh, I do sometimes get very sad. Like I'll sometimes mm-hmm. randomly just get sad and think what would that have been like for me if I had the opportunity to do that? And I think of that for my clients as well. So I think the younger people, at least they know that it's so, you know, we talk, I was saying about the compulsory um heterosexuality or we call it like heteronormativity it's little things where even with your children you can just say things like when you grow up and you get a partner or Mm. you know and you just throw those words there instead of doing what happened to me it's like you know oh when you grow up when you get married to a man you know like it's like if you just keep that language gender neutral or just say oh when you meet a boy or girl or whatever you say it's just it's there so at least it doesn't mean that they might not go through stuff or might still might not want to tell you things but it just means that if they happen to be not straight that there's the space there so it's sort of like you know it's just representation yeah yeah and I think Mm -hmm. that is a really good point because we do have gay friends and yeah um, we're very open with Peyton about that and I think again that's the beauty of children that they don't care. No, like, they don't. You know, so our lesbian good. friends, they have a child together and yep. Peyton just thinks they're great exactly. mum. Like it's, it's just beautiful because she just knows that babies can be made lots of ways and it's so yeah. lovely. So at least there's representation. Like I literally couldn't even think of my life growing up who I thought anyone around me was a lesbian, let yeah. alone babies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, opening that conversation is important. One thing I think a lot of women get curious about when they are married or they have Mm. been with men for such a period of time, and this is another thing that slid into my DMs, and again, (laughs) I'm going to bring it up with you, is the sex part of it. Mm-hmm. Because when you are in inverted commas straight and you're yeah. only sex with men, maybe you've you've made out with a few women on the dance yeah. floor when you were drunk. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Probably getting your head around the fact that sex looks very different. Yes, yes. And trying to understand that, and it probably comes back to again, like feeling like a teenager and trying to figure yeah, out absolutely. how to 
like do people what struggle to, do? Yeah. to navigate yeah. I mean I feel like I giggle and I look back and I went geez I took took to that like a duck to water I didn't even know <laughs> I kind of was like I didn't even bother even my partner said that she's like oh okay but I'm sure and I know because my clients do that I just think because I've also I've always been open hence probably why I'm a sexologist but like I asked my lovers what do you like da, da, da. but yeah. also what I love often even when I've got so straight identifying couples in my room which I mostly have I'll talk to them about queering up their sex and they kind of look at me like what does that even mean and basically I say to them that you know there's almost this script that says p goes in the v and that's it if you don't do anything else um, then you're not really having sex and so I talk to them about really um, opening up their, their definition of sex because a lot of people say, well, if you're a lesbian and you don't have a penis inside your vagina, you've never really had sex, but that's such a ridiculous, you know, sort of dismissive way of thinking about sex. But also just that everyone does different things. There's this assumption that all gay men have anal sex and lots of, mm. lots of them don't and plenty of straight people do. You know, it's just this thing of going, what do we do? And, of course, let's be honest, when you meet someone new, most people, wh- wh- whomever you're with, usually you're a bit nervous. Yeah. And it's okay to do that. Like this this idea that we're supposed to be great at sex every time is ridiculous as well. But, yeah, it's more about just checking in with people. And I think the good thing, what I like about what a lot of what I think queer sex is, is that, oh, what's happening now? It means there is no, what do you want to, it's just what do you want to do right now? Rather yeah. than this goes here, this has to happen. If this has, If this didn't happen, then it's not sex. Two minutes later, there we yeah. go. <laughs> well, yeah, there is a bit of a joke about, well, actually, to be honest, I mean, there's a joke saying, like, when does lesbian sex end? But really, <laughs> if you look at studies and they call it the orgasm gap, the, one of the, you know, <laughs> of course it's um, people with penis who tend to not have that, but um, people who ha- have a vagina, who have sex with other people with a vagina, also have less of an orgasm gap. It's just, it's just no. Like it's the ones, and then bisexual women, um, will come under that in some of the studies and then after that it's heterosexual women have the largest orgasm gap when they're having sex with men yeah so that kind of just speaks to that thing of what is that you know because often if someone with a penis um ejaculates the whole thing's over yeah (laughs) yeah and again I'm saying that that's not everybody I know but yeah it's not so sometimes people like whoa this just keeps going what do we we do whatever (laughs) we want here this can go and go and go and then until everyone's too tired sounds exhausting just quiet. right absolutely <laughs> absolutely so I have to say to people you can say stop yeah it's okay you don't have to go for hours you're so correct and I think until mm-hmm. you as a as a woman and when you're in a you know a loving relationship you would like to hope that sex is not going to end just when the man finishes mm-hmm. but again we've had that narrative of well you know women have to suffer because he's yep. done so yes. the whole situation yes. is done yes so this just opens up a whole thing and mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of women, and again, speaking from my friend's experience, and even the way that we were with her uh, when she decided to actually say to us, no, I think I'm a lesbian. The mm. questions that you have as as a straight person is, well, are you going to miss penis? Like, are, yes. you, are you missing out on that? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the questions. Or well, like I had someone say, well, back then, I, I don't, this person up my life anymore, but I remember at the time she's like, why, why are you in love with me? And I just thought, what a strange thing. You're my friend. I don't feel like that about you, you know. And yeah, this idea yeah. that you think every woman is attractive like Lauren and I often talk about this we think humans are attractive there'll be just anyone it doesn't matter both of us she also I think she uses mostly the word gay 
but um, she's uh, she was only with one person before she came out, uh, one man. But um, we both say just that person's really gorgeous, but there's this, uh, like you mentioned, an appreciation of someone, but not that you want to physically be sexual with them, you know, yeah. differences there. But, yeah, the penis thing is huge. People always say that. <laughs> and I'm like, if you like penetration, there's plenty of things to do and you, in the penis you know, you can get something that resembles something like that or you might not necessarily want a penis, but you, if you want penetration, cool, there's plenty of things you can do for that. There's lots of options. I think right? we're, we're stuck on the um, the old scissoring idea. Oh, I know. I'm just like scissoring. I, I think, you know, I like to use humour and, and on my page, but I'm like scissoring seems like, you know, we joke about about you end up like not everyone's that flexible and <laughs> <laughs> we joke about it, about saying, really, that's a lot of hard work. But yeah, I some feel, people I love it. I feel like you're just, just asking for a cramp if that was yeah. all that was ever going to happen. I know. Like, the physicality, the gymnastics of it all. <laughs> and how how did you feel as a mother? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously it's it's difficult to figure out who you are as a person yeah. when you're a mum because you've got that level of responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Did you find that that was a difficult thing even more mm-hmm. so to navigate? Oh, because, you know, yeah, I think I might have. Perhaps if my daughter was wasn't in in my life, I may have come out earlier. I feel like I would have. I just think it would have happened. But I was just certainly putting her needs first, and there were worries. Like I was kind of like growing her up around being really diverse and stuff like that. But I was almost like, okay, but I've got to behave. And particularly because I was such a young mum, I think I had this sort of thing where I had to behave. I, I felt like everybody was watching me, and I was going to mess up, kind of thing. Um, yeah. And I did, I can distinctly remember a few things that really hurt, like somebody, a couple of aunties of hers said, you know, oh, she's only gay when she came out, which she didn't make a big sort of thing, but, you know, she you could, you know, she just was out and dating women. But but they were like, she's only like that because of you, which hurt me because I'm like, really? Like my parents were straight and I'm not straight. Yeah. But the other thing was when, when she was about nine, oh, nine or ten, she had severe anxiety and a phobia, uh, which we soon learned and I've forgotten the name of, a vomit phobia. Um, there's a big, long name for that. But anyway, I took her to a really, like, apparently well-known psych- psychiatrist in Adelaide at the time and took a while to get in to see him. And he saw her alone and us together. And when I, he called me in on our first session, he said, the reason she's like this is because you're a lesbian. <gasps> like I'll just never forget it I think I would have oh been gosh God. 28 I must have not been long out but you know like I felt pretty comfortable in my sort of skin and it was a bit but the I will just never forget it I was just like oh my god I would and I wanted to cry and I'm like I've made oh my gosh and later on when I took it to someone that's like no she's got this phobia there's a real thing it's but but it was obviously she talked about me being um a lesbian and you know but yeah. I was gutted and like I wish back then I'm, I'm pretty um outspoken now but even then I just went in my shell although yeah. you know and and we never went back but those things stuck in my head back then now I just look back and go I can't believe that happened but yeah I was like oh did I have I messed her up like is this all because no. of me so there was yeah I went through a bit of that so I totally understand people feeling like that and holding holding it all in mm. um yeah so yes yeah, so I definitely had had worries because sometimes you know if I touch my partner in public people would stare at us yeah and at that point when she was at school people knew that um you know she had another mum that's what we do so there were times where um you know uh, her her, um stepmom and I were coaching her soccer team I don't know what I was doing but you know cutting up oranges and stuff and (laughs) um you know they were like 
they they would say things like there was a time where I think they were about 13 and they were running around and one of them goes oh my gosh Naomi that's so gay and I said what did you just say and I just made a joke about it and they're like oh no I'm sorry and 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 you know we made them do a lap they were laughing but years later many of them are a couple of them are out and they they wouldn't send me messages but um yeah we we did have some strange times I also had another time where Janae was slowly obviously falling in love with women and the mother called me and put me on a call to tell me that pretty much you know it was horrific that our daughters were writing love letters and and I was like wow I thought we may be going to have a phone call about you know them doing something really awful but she sort of pushed me off and then would never let her come to our house again so there had been some things that happen and really you know I'm not that old but I'm nearly 47 you think geez I was still having a few things like that that go on you know um yeah so it was a bit yeah you feel bad it's it's exactly the point you said before though is that you can't choose who you love and her being around you and growing up in that environment doesn't mean that she's going to go well you know what I'm actually not allowed to like men because exactly yes Um, yes so yeah best I best think exactly uh, yeah because it's such an easy path right to actually not be straight Yeah. yeah I mean I think she tried she tried to be straight I remember being at her 18th birthday and I'm standing up doing my sex ed talk I put like emergency contraception information and condoms and everything and saying something during a speech and they all went um but she went home with a boy that night you know (laughs) so but yeah I think yeah there there is a little bit of something that goes on saying I could have done this better or would she have I do that way less now but um you know it's just I suppose because I couldn't get married there was all that kind of weird stuff you know with the whole voting thing that happened much later um was pretty hideous but um yeah I think being a parent sometimes we just I was definitely putting her first. I I absolutely worried about what it would do to her and yeah, in the end it was okay. <laughs> I think I think that's just motherhood in a nutshell. Totally. Right? Like yeah, yeah, for sure. Everything and yeah, mm. but I think it is something that's quite important to address because particularly for anybody who is listening and isn't sure how mm. they feel sexually or mm. um mm maybe even thinking about that that's something that they want to explore is that, you know, you you taking the time to tap into what your needs and wants are Mm -hmm. is not going to affect your children. You know, unless you're leaving them at home with no food and water while you go out and do that, um, it's not going to have an adverse effect. For sure. And I, I, yeah, I think it, I know a lot of people, I mean, I'd already felt bad enough because her, her father and I had separated, but then, you know, I was dating this really lovely man who I suppose I thought we were going to, you know, he was wonderful with her. So I was then feeling extra guilt going, now I'm going to come out. My gosh, I've already done this. And then she was really quite bonded to him. And yeah, so we just had this whole, you know, but I, in the end, I was like, I cannot, like, it was just something that felt like couldn't be squished. Like once it was there, it was like, I was thinking about it for a while. I actually had a couple of people say to me, oh, I'm not surprised. I thought you might, is that why you broke up because you're a lesbian? I was like, oh, I was a bit shocked. But other people were just stunned. And I did call people. I mean, honestly, I look back and go, what it was like I was ringing someone going, oh, my gosh, I'm dying or something. I call people, I need to tell you something. And and some people didn't talk to me and others just kept going. But I look back and go, why did I do that? Mm. yeah well, like this big it, news yeah, you feel that you feel like you have to justify yourself yes you have yeah. to kind of beat them to the punch but yes thank, thank been God some gossip. yeah yeah exactly thank I was already God. gossiped about because I had a baby and I was at a Catholic school right and then it was like oh. whoa oh name is a lesbian now yeah 
Mm-hmm. You heathen. Yep. Yep. Oh my God. Yep. Yeah. Well, look, I think it's I think it's a beautiful thing to be able to share your story and to educate people in yeah. this space because, you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately a lot of people will keep that part they of them do. hidden yeah, because they feel like sure. they have to. But I think mm-hmm. the, the first mm-hmm. thing is opening up the conversation. Yeah. Um, but thank you so, so much for joining me and for mm-hmm. sharing your insights. As I said, I will pop all of your details into the show notes because thank I'm you. absolutely going to want to creep on Naomi. She's very creepy. <laughs> thank um, you. But if you had one piece of advice just mm. to finish off for anybody mm. who's sort of in that space, what would it be? Well, I do think talk about it. Like if you mm. can, like I did internalise it for a little while, but as you can probably tell, I am a bit of a verbal processor. But a lot of people tell me they've kept it in. So I would say, you know, whether it's, you know, someone like myself you can make an appointment with or just talk to someone. And I suppose you have to be careful too because sometimes you talk to someone and they will tell you to, oh, don't tell anyone that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, have you know, maybe that's where a professional might might be. Um, a good good place to start but I think I suppose in the end it's not my place to tell anyone whether they hold those in but I do think for most people once they like for me and many of my clients many many clients over the years and people I've worked with have just said it was the the best thing like they just were able to be more authentically them yes there's different challenges because then I don't always have the privilege of walking through the world as a straight person, although I can absolutely um, sometimes pretend and choose <laughs> not to be for a safety reason. I do that sometimes. But I just think there's something in being able to be you. There's oh, something absolutely. in that is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And life is too short to be anybody. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. And yeah. I get it. I wanted to say if you can't come out because it's unsafe, that's okay too. Yeah. But, yeah, if you feel like you want to work through that, I would say definitely go talk to someone. Oh, I love yeah. that. Well, thank you so much for joining me again, my dear friend. No worries. Thank I you. I really appreciate it and I will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for joining us for a chat. I hope you got the opportunity to pop a bottle or pop your headphones in and get a little bit of time to yourself. If you did, feel free to share it on socials and tag at Mummy Republic or at Danny Rogers. And if you want to hear more conversations, click on that subscribe button and leave a rating and a review so you can let other listeners know what they're in for. In the meantime, don't forget to take a breath, take some time for yourself and know that you're doing a damn good job. I hope I've inspired you to connect a little more with the me before mummy. See you next week.